0: Good morning, guys. Well, I guess I don't know what time it's. I don't know what time it is when you're listening to this, but anyways, it's morning here. Happy to be back on. Give you guys a little bit of an update. Uh, pretty much ever since the uh, the bank said yes to us, things have kind of ramped up pretty crazy. So, um, guys, I'm hoping that you're having half as much success and progress in whatever endeavor you're going out to in life and One thing I wanted to say is not everybody listening to this, I understand not all of you are looking to build something, or maybe you're looking to build something that doesn't have a similar capacity to what ours is, uh, as far as it may not be a brick and mortar, it may be an idea, it may be trying to get something out in the market. What I want to bring up is this podcast isn't designed for you to just build a business from startup. It's also to understand it, to help teach you how everybody operates who has built a business and also to get you to be the best you that you can be. Now I want to take a second to just kind of update you of where you're at, where we're at, and then I'm going to explain some of the things that I've been trying to explain to some people recently and it's it's every time I explain it it seems to just prove itself over and over to me. So We've got everything signed. We've got we're in progress with the lease. Um, they came back there. Uh, we got everything negotiated. We hired a negotiator. I don't even remember where I last left off on this, but anyways, we hired a negotiator. We were able to get our lease down by about one hundred twenty five thousand dollars over the five years. So uh, we felt pretty darn good about that. Uh, Being a seventy five thousand square foot facility, that might sound like a lot of money, but it's really not. Um, but as we were going through this, we uh, we had our final investor for the twenty percent down. Now we had everything pretty much prepped and ready to go, but the uh, a lot of the expenses actually got us below that 20% down payment that was required for the SBA 7a. Well, about a week or two ago, we got connected with somebody who was uh, just just a phenomenal person, a potential investor. Um, we sat down with them, uh, felt pretty good, felt like we were in pretty good shape to be able to go with him for investment. Now we've had a lot of people offer to invest, and I've turned them down, but. We were looking for somebody who could be a partner for the investment, somebody who really just understood maybe the industry or has been through this, this startup process, who could be an advisor. We wanted somebody who could be more than just the money coming up front. Um, so we were looking for, you know, prior business owners or somebody with uh, in intimate industry knowledge. And we had somebody that we uh, very jacked about, honestly. And, um through the process of doing, you know, the conversations and meeting for dinner and whatnot, making sure we were on the same page, they asked a lot of questions. Like, you know, what's your, what's your ability to do this? What's your experience with this? What's your team like? Give me their information and uh, their their resumes. Those those questions were were really tough questions, but they were they were really good ones. So be prepared for that while you're looking and seeking for investors is they're going to ask a lot of really tough questions. And it's probably the best information gathering you will get because it gets you to ask those questions and gets you to think, should I consider somebody more experienced in this? Do we need to add this leg of our team to it? It's, it's the whole idea of handing somebody your business plan, saying shoot holes in it and tell me where I'm going to fail. It's kind of that same thing when you're working with investors that have intimate investment experience. So even if you might not be looking for investors, you might not need money, go to them, ask questions for them and see if they would invest in you because you're going to probably find where your downfalls are for free. Anyways, so we go through the whole process of meeting this gentleman and guys, this guy has been... Everywhere he's super successful in the in the industries uh, that that he's that he's worked in. Um, very involved with the community, just very outspoken, just a, a fantastic person. So we were super pumped to have him on our team. Well, about a week after we uh, had pretty certain that he was going to be coming forward with us, he uh, unfortunately found out that his wife was diagnosed with cancer, and that was an, a massive heartbreak for really all all of us. But that basically meant that he wasn't going to be able to go forward with us. Well, that was kind of an old crap moment. You know, we had all these other investors we had turned down. I could reach back out to them, but most of them I had turned down because they weren't a good partner. Well, we went back to the our the whole Tap That Community podcast, which if, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it because it seems to work over and over to just reach out to people who who really believe in what you're doing or who are helping you or uh, maybe even your vendors. Just asking questions for those people in your community. But, anyways, he gets us hooked up with this guy who uh, who had actually uh, uh, we went back to our insurance guy uh, who's doing our quotes. Who he had a friend that had asked if uh, we if if we were looking for investors. I said, hey, can you put us into contact with one another? Now I asked a lot of my friends for this exact same stuff, and we started the process with multiple. And I just laid it out to every person, just so you know, we are looking for a partner with experience. But whoever comes forward first with the money is going to get priority to it. Not guaranteed they're going to get it, but that's you know we're we're looking for the funding pretty darn quick. <laughs> so I met with that day. I have the conversation with the investor. Now, I should I should paraphrase this. I found out on a Friday that uh, that that investor that uh, his wife was diagnosed with cancer, and that they, they couldn't proceed it was Tuesday that I woke up and said, today I'm going to get our final investor. Just that, woke up with that absolute determination, it's going to happen today. Now, I meet, I reach out to this guy, and that day, we go out to dinner, have the conversation, lay it all out to him, greatly just, just an awesome guy, just super nice, very supportive, asked great questions, had his own company for about six years, has 12 million in revenues, did a very good job with growing that company. He is going to be a fantastic advisor for us. I handed him over all the legal paperwork that night, he reviewed it next day, he signed on. We were done and ready to go. We are fully back to that full 20% down that we needed. But one thing that I wanted to I, I, I want to bring up with this is the idea that the universe will give you. What you want. Now that might sound absolutely ridiculous, but follow me here for a second and just play devil's advocate if you absolutely disagree with this. I found over and over that this seems to, to to be the way that it works. I want you to change your perception for a second. What if whatever you decide you're able to do within the laws of physics and things like that, whatever you decide is going to happen, the universe makes happen like you're you're living in a dream you're living in an alternate world and whatever you choose today will happen if you align your life in that direction that's how this works now I'm not a spiritual guy I'm I'm I shouldn't say spiritual I'm not a religious guy but a couple years back, we had we had brought my daughter and we brought her into a Lutheran school. And I thought, you know what, maybe I need to get some understanding of this religion and and, and try to see where it comes from. And I remember reading through everything and I went to the pastor and I said, do, do people actually believe that Jesus walked on water or like, you know, all these magical things happened? Do they actually believe they happened or are they just euphemisms or or something to kind of draw a comparison to your reality and i remember his response he said it's it's whatever it needs to be to you to help with your spiritual health and it got me thinking what if heaven and hell exists but it's today it's not when you die it's not your future when you die you're just you're just fucking gone okay but today you get to choose You're heaven or hell. Now, if you align your morals and your values and everything with all those shitty things, those shitty people, you're going to be in hell. You're going to have a bad life. But if you align your values to helping people, caring for them, respecting them, you're going to have a fantastic life. You get to choose to be in heaven every single day. And it's that simple. It's whatever you want whatever you think you're capable of achieving, whatever you think you want to achieve, even if you think you're not capable of it, you are your biggest holdback. You are your biggest critic, no matter what, you will always be that. But if you have the ability to be able to choose whatever you succeed in, whatever you do, and it happens. God, imagine that world. Imagine, dreaming when you're dreaming and you have that 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 dream of like that let, let's let's go you have that sex dream right you wake up and you're like ah oh, god damn it what if you make that happen no i'm not advocating saying that just go have whatever sex dreams you have out there or whatever it is you know maybe that's that's your cup of tea it's not mine but who gives a shit what it is whatever you decide you want to happen you can make happen and guys perception is reality if you can change your perception for a second and believe that if you truly believe in something, you accept and you're determined to make something happen, that it will happen, the universe will make it happen, that it I just I can't imagine what what great things you could achieve with that. And I hope you think that too. Think to yourself, what are your what are your goals? What do you truly believe in? You know, what's your what's your 5? What's your 10? What's your 20 year? Are your are your the things you're doing aligning you in that direction? Because if they're really your goals, it should align you in that direction. Now, it's not just that easy. You still have the work. You still have the effort. I mean, there's everything still comes with it. But the likelihood of like, it, it would be like the idea of like choosing I'm going to win the lottery and just going there and buying the ticket, which causes you to win. Now, games of chance, I will take out of that rule. But I don't believe Starting a business, having a successful family, raising a raising a healthy child. I don't believe those things are only left up to chance. I think there is a lot that we have control over at that. And I think the majority of our life we have control over. But it's gonna take some things to be able to make those things happen. You're gonna have to put forth effort too. Don't just sit back and and expect it to happen. But you you make that decision and you just start moving in that direction, like you're just a hundred percent confident it will happen. And it just it just fucking does now how do you move in that direction is really the big question it's about giving a shit about those people around you it's about making the heaven around you doing all those values that make you a fantastic person now everybody has their own values but you know I want to share a couple of things recently big things that that really prove this stuff to me that to me established that I have good morals and values and is why these things are happening. So I want to give the fir- one of the the first and primary examples. We recently decided to restructure the technology side of our of our company and basically separate it into a separate company. It is a different company. it's it, it has to be operated and managed and and I mean, it's it's completely different. different industry. Uh, we're selling the technologies, we're developing them, we're manufacturing them. We're not a brick-and-mortar entertainment for that. It just provides to that. So we needed a separate company to be able to structure that properly. But I had made a commitment a, a while back of one of the guys, uh, Kevin, who's really, I mean, he's developed everything here. Let's be real. Like I said I have an idea, and he said I'm going to make it happen, and he threw everything away. He sold his house. He sold his shit. He moved out. Uh, quit his job, and just was the first to dive in headfirst. I owe everything to this person. I owe everything to Kevin for this technology. And when we were first in the development, I saw how much effort he was putting forth to it and doing this. I made a commitment to him that I was going to give him 49% ownership of the company. Now I made a bad commitment to, to the other people who were investing in the company and told them they would have equal ownership of high caliber carding as high caliber technologies. So you own one percent of High Caliber Carding. When we separate the company, you'll own one percent of High Caliber Technologies. To me, that was only fair. So we went and met with a lawyer the other day. Of how do we do this? I still need to control the company and make sure we're doing the right decisions. And we really need to leave some equity left on the for the company that if we need to sell some of the equity to let's say uh, get inventory levels up or something like that, or uh, hire on a development team, things like that, to you know get us strong in the market. We still have some value in the company to do that. Well, I can't do that if I only have 51%. I can't give Kevin 49% if I give everybody else you know, that, that percentage and still maintain ownership of the company. So I decided to give Kevin 51% ownership of the company, give all my investors the what I committed to them, and take my ownership down from 51% down to 23 And I remember walking out and my reaction, I looked at Kevin and said, man, that went great. And he looked at me and said, how the hell did that go great? You just lost controlling ownership of your company. And it doesn't matter because the people that are surrounding me, I'm taking care of them. I'm doing what I committed to to them. And with that, it's always going to return a greater investment. Now, that is the type of thing I'm explaining is I could have been shitty right there. Kevin even said, I'm okay with not having 49% of the company, but I wasn't okay with it. My values weren't going to let that happen and neither should yours because if your values allow you to take advantage in those situations, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to move forward because you're creating a hell for yourself. You're making your day-to-day a problem. Now, Maybe I'm not the guy to give this advice. Maybe I'm not that, that that guy that that's that's that successful yet. But I fucking guarantee it that 10 years from now, people are gonna be listening to this and they're gonna say, Holy shit. That's how he did it. That's what that's what his values were. You know, when we found out from that from, from that potential investor that his wife had cancer, my very, very, very first response was, Holy shit, what can I do to help? I'm at your dispose anything I could do to help. And I sincerely meant that. He owns a, a, a several restaurants. If it meant me trying to come help with managing it or things like that, which we had just met, he wasn't going to take me up on that, but I would have done it in a heartbeat because you take care of the people around you. If you take care of the people around you, they will take care of you. So, I was having a conversation, so I'm still working with Bridgestone. I was having a conversation with one of my coworkers who, he's been trying really hard to get promoted, and he really hasn't had any success. His territory that he sells in is in rough shape, and it's, I, I can't say it's not his fault, because he's responsible for making sure there's successful performance in that area, but... His main company that he's in charge of is struggling, and that's a hard thing to replace. You know, over a long period of time, he should be able to be fine, but in the in the interim, the short term, he's in a bear recession. Basically, it's a little bit out of his control to be able to fix it today. So I was explaining he was he was frustrated because he's applied for all these positions, and he hasn't gotten anywhere, and I was talking to him on the phone. and I said, you know what? I'm going to be honest, and you're probably not going to like me for it. But the reason you're not getting promoted is because you're just asking people for it. You're just going forward and asking people to be an advocate for you. You're not providing any additional value. You're not helping other people. You're not working on their, on their goals. Why are they gonna be, why, why would they hitch their their horse to you? You have to provide value to other people for them to provide value back to you. So if I just keep saying, hey, will you help me? hey, is there any way that I can get this promotion? And you're, you just come across as somebody who's just out to, to get things. And nobody fucking likes that. But if you start building relationships with somebody and you are just sit, work with them of, how can I make you more successful? That relationship connects. I mean, fuck, it's sales. That's really what it is. What can I do to provide more value to the person I am working with? And have confidence that they're going to work with me in this because it, it every fucking time, every time that is what's going to happen. If you go to an account, let's say you're in sales right now and you go to an account and you find a way to make their business stronger, your relationships can be stronger and they're going to partner with you and make sure your business is stronger. It's just human nature. Now, I'm in the Midwest. This could be very different elsewhere out there, but I highly doubt it is. So, this guy that's looking for his promotion. I told him, your territory looks like shit. You haven't built these true relationships because the relationships you have are based on one or two conversations and you asking for them to give you a recommendation. I don't think that's a strong thing because they're going to take a look at your territory's performance and they're going to say, man, this guy's territory looks like shit. Are you sure he's the good, the right guy for the job? The person who recommends is going to go, honestly, I don't know. Because I've, I've been in that shoes. I, I've been in those shoes when I gave a recommendation for somebody and they'd push back and said, are you confident that this is the case? And I'd look at it and say, you know what? I'm not really for sure. I get a feeling from the guy that he's good, but why don't you interview him and find out for yourself and you make the final decision. And that's really a tough thing to get over. If if the recommendation is there, you can do a lot. Now, I say this more so in perfect evidence of us gaining that last investor. So right now in the role I'm in, I've got great relationships with a couple of my dealers. And one of them in in particular, I just, they're like family. I'd do anything for these guys because they have been so good to me. And they will always be that. Well, this investor that we got connected with happens to do business with them. So he calls them and asks them about me. And since I've helped this company and since we have this relationship where they are like family, they told them great things about me. And I'm very confident that's why that investor was very quick to to to, to fund us, to jump, to jump on board with us. Now, my entire goal is to prove that value and absolutely fucking crush the numbers I gave him for our, our performance and our, our revenues and things. But... That relationship of me helping out that dealer, creating that that family atmosphere that we had together. Now, it was a two-way street. They helped me an ass load. I, I, I shouldn't detract from that. But we all worked together, better together to benefit from one another, create a strong relationship. And that relationship helped me in my next step in life. And that's what you should be doing every day. You should be working for everybody else. You should be helping everyone else. You should be... Possessing a servant's attitude. Go out and try to find ways to make everybody else's life better. And I fucking promise you, your life will be whatever you want it to be. Perception is reality, guys. Change your fucking perception. And realize that if you can imagine it, and you can believe it, you can achieve it. Go out there, kick some ass today, light it up, be different, and go create a better world. See ya.